Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. There we there go. We go. Dean back there. You're the dead man. How are you, sir? Good to see you. Doing very good. How are you doing? Good, man. I'm really good, actually. Yeah, thanks for taking some time here to join us. It's been a while. It has been a while, yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's been a good couple of years anyway since we've had a chinwag, but I was uh, I was telling my kids the other day, you know, the story of, of how we met. Do you, do you remember how we met? I do remember how we met, and I was just telling my kids the same story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see if our stories line up. Yes. I remember at Queen Elizabeth Park. Pitch and putt. We were pitch and putting. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We got split up. We got the two. And then you and Stacy. I don't think you guys were married yet then. I think it was just girlfriend, boyfriend. Yeah, that's true. And I remember just hearing your voice behind me. Yeah. I know that voice. (laughs) And then they paired us up and yeah, about six holes in. You're like, hey, by the way, are you Todd from Seafox? I was like, uh, Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I got this cool band theory of a dead man. That's we're right. All rad. Yeah, well, yeah. well, maybe let's go listen to the the album at uh, we went to Tim's place, didn't we? No, we went to Jeff's place, oh. Jeff O'Neill's place. No, 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 definitely not that. No, we went to Tim's house, sure? man, and everybody came over. Uh, maybe that was it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I remember. Anyway, when we yeah, it's been a while, man. It's been a. I mean, you're That's... the the <laughs> album hadn't even been released, and when did that no. debut? When did it come out? Yeah, well, it was 2002, so we're going back 20, 20, over 20 years now. 20 years, man. That's crazy. So yeah. how, how's, how's your world? How are you and Stacy and, and the, the, the kids? Are you managed to evade COVID? Yeah, we have, knock on wood, yeah. so far. We, we didn't. We managed, yeah. to, we managed to pick it up over the break, and uh, it wasn't that bad. I've been more sick from, like, just the common cold and the flu, so. Right, yeah. Jess Everybody was out around for a while. here is getting it. Yeah, it seems like everybody's getting this one, yeah. Yeah, so I'm kind of scared because we're supposed to take off in a couple weeks for tour. Yeah, so I like that's my worst nightmare is getting it like two days before and we're going to have to cancel first few shows if I can't get out of here without getting it. Right, and well, didn't hasn't Theory had to actually cancel shows already? Yeah, last tour. Yeah, we had uh, had to cancel a bunch of shows. Uh, Dave and uh, Joe got it. Oh, they and, did. Uh, okay. Yeah, and again, like it, it didn't kick their ass too hard, but it uh, it knocked but, them yeah. down a bit. Sidetracks you a little bit for sure. Yeah, yeah, and then you got to be responsible and not bring it into the bus and bring it around right. fans and right, you know, do your thing. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's uh, it's a wor- weird world out there doing the touring thing in this yeah. time. <laughs> no kidding. Hey, before I forget, uh, we're driving back from kickboxing tonight with my little guy Levi. And I was saying, oh, I'm talking to, to Dean from Theory of a Dead Man. They love your band. Uh, oh, and he awesome. goes, oh, cool. You got to ask him. Uh, and he's nine. He goes, you got to ask him, what's the biggest show he's played? The biggest show. Uh, I mean, we played the Rock'em Ring and Rock'em Park, the two big Germany rock festivals, early in our days. And I think there was estimated it was over 100,000 people at those shows. And so that was massive. Crap. That's just a sea of people. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. And it was pretty new 
touring for us too. So like, I, I don't even remember what it looked or felt like cause it's been so long ago and wow. But uh, yeah, I, that has got to be the biggest show. And then I think we did the great cup halftime show, yeah, which was also super cool. And you know, it, that's a big show in a different reason, right? Cause all of the, the viewers at home more than the people in the, the stadium. Yeah, for sure. And, and so how many serious bands were you in before Theory of the Dead None? None. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was, it, this is something that we've been doing just out of high school and out of fun. And I mean, Crazy. Theory of the Dead Man had a couple different names throughout the years and a couple different lineups. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have never been in a band without Tyler and Dave. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. what's what's the music like in the back home? Like as you're a kid growing up, what are your parents playing? Uh like what when oh when I was growing up. Yeah. Uh a lot of like my mom loved Outlaw Country. Okay, so like Waylon Jennings lot, and yeah, all Cash that, and, and Yeah. Yeah. And my dad was really into blues. So a lot of BB King stuff and you know, all the old blues stuff and uh I, yeah, I was lucky I had older cousins and the older cousins were into Pink Floyd and Zeppelin and, <laughs> right, I was just and they're say, the well, ones that really so, showed me. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say like, who, who showed you that road then the rock road that you're on right now. So it's your cousins. Yeah. I, I was lucky enough to have some cousins, older cousins with, with great musical taste. Yeah. And what was your first concert you went to? Aerosmith. Wow. 90, I want to say 93, 92 get a grip and it was um it was you know you go see your first rock show and oh. that big with the the production that they put on and i was just instantly hooked yeah those guys are crushers was that the uh skid row opening up no who opened up oh, i'm drawing like, a blank yeah, it was like the early like, 90s skid row did a bunch of shit with uh with Earl Smith. yeah it wasn't skid row i almost want to say it was matthew good but wow um yeah, it was at the Pacific Coliseum. Hmm. It'll come to me. <laughs> All right, give us, uh, while you're thinking about it, give us three albums you'd need if you're stuck on a deserted island. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, Appetite for Destruction is the, the album that really got me yeah. into music. Like, do you remember the first yeah. time hearing that as a kid and like just how much your mind was blown? <laughs> Crazy, yeah. man. Absolutely. And Mike again, Click is a, a, he's a genius. The guy that produced that album is a freaking genius, man. Yeah. Oh, totally. And then I got to say Houses of the Holy is probably my favorite Zeppelin record. And that's a big one for me. What, what song specifically off that album? Uh, I don't know. It, it's, uh, it's like it's Trampled Your Foot. And... Yeah, it's the, the whole album is front to back. Yeah. And I think, is that the record too, that the Beastie Boys sampled on uh, License to Ill? All the songs yeah. Off that one too. And I think I was into Beastie Boys before Zeppelin, so that might have been why <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawn to that record. Yeah. And oh man, another yeah, like right now I'm really into Silverchair and Diorama is just a, an incredible record. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What did you What did you think of the about. direction that those guys took uh, a little bit later on in their career? It was almost like not even rock; it was pop ish. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I don't know if you've heard his podcast yet, but no. uh, Daniel Johns did a podcast. And it was just great insight to, to what he was going through and 
how he was thinking creatively back then. Well, I mean, yeah. how old was he? He was like young, 16. Oh yeah. When they first started that first like record, Frogstop, yeah, he was 16. just a punk kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just, he, you know, he became so famous that he couldn't handle it and had to try something else. And yeah. Yeah. Fame must be weird. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm lucky that I get to, uh, well, I, I'm so not recognizable and, my own little circle and right. I, that I love, like my kids always ask me, you know, wouldn't you want to be super famous? I'm like, no, I would not like going yeah. places with Tyler and stuff. He I was just going to say, it's got to be a little bit different for Tyler. Like he was the, the yeah. face of theory of a dead man. Totally. Yeah. So he gets, he gets yeah. recognized. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think the, I think the question that, that fans want to know most is, are you guys working on new stuff? And, and like, yeah, what's it been like during the pandemic to work on stuff like that? Uh, well, a lot of our recording uh, process, uh, it all starts with Tyler's ideas and he just comes up with ideas and he's got a great little uh, studio at his place. And then he sends us ideas. And like, I've been sitting with the new material and coming up with, with ideas and baselines and, and all that stuff. And, you know, we have a tour coming up in a couple of weeks and then, the, the plan is to jump in the studio right after this tour. So probably in uh, mid-March, I think we'll hopefully be getting into the studio, recording some stuff. Nice. Yeah. And, and yeah, did we'll you ever think that it would, that, that your band would get as big as it's gotten? Like, I mean, I'm friends with you guys and I never thought yeah. that you'd get as big as you got. And, and of course, I no diss on that. the music. I fucking, I love your band, but it, you guys are massive, man. It's crazy. I missed a lot of that. Sorry, one more time. Uh, yeah, I was just, just saying, like, can you believe how big your band got? Oh, I, yeah. I, not really. No, sometimes I, I think, uh, like, I was on Spotify the other day, and, like, RX, I think, has 180 million streams, and it's just it doesn't register like what yeah yeah uh i don't know i pinch myself every time we're about to hit stage and and yeah. see rooms full of people and um but and then reminiscing with you about the back of the, the early days and getting started and thinking about how far we've come and yeah no it's it's it is hard to believe uh over the 20 years what we've been able to accomplish yeah it's been pretty pretty amazing okay dean let's hit some uh, fan questions emma wants to know she she says ask dean what's the craziest thing that's ever happened while on tour oh man that this is, goes back many years but the craziest thing that happened on tour was we, we were touring around and we were doing about like between shows real four or five hundred miles we're traveling pretty quick and the same fan was at all our shows and we we're like, this is weird. Like, how do you get to these places? You're coming to see us all these places. Like, oh, I'm just a huge fan. And uh, <laughs> so we took off again after our show late at night, two in the morning or whatever. And we were caravanning with uh, our truck driver and another band. And, and this was in the middle of the night. We're all sleeping. We pull off to a, a truck stop to get gas. And uh, the, our truck that was carrying the gear behind us radio to our bus driver. Stop. Someone just fell off your bus. What? And so she was riding between the trailer and the bus on the hitch. And that's how she was getting between the shows. What? So, yeah. So we had to leave her at this 
gas station and she showed up to the show still the next day and we had to call the police and oh so that's, that's one of the craziest experiences that we had on tour <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow yeah uh, brad goes what's the best road prank that he's been involved in but, oh man that's something that we don't do much anymore <laughs> yeah uh, we, just uh, the pranking thing is 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 not doesn't happen uh i was never big on it myself i didn't really like to get involved in the pranks yeah. but when joe our drummer joined the band he was he hadn't really toured much so it was all new to him and he had fallen asleep and i remember it was the, the crew guys from what i remember filled his bunk up with balloons and then caution taped his whole <laughs> bunk closed and then in the middle of the night started banging on the on his bunks like I don't know if we said they're fire. We got to get out of here. And he, he woke up and his whole bunk was full of balloons and he couldn't get out. And <laughs> nice. and that, yeah, that was, that was a pretty good prank, but yeah. uh, I'm innocent. I didn't do it. No, of course. Of course. Of course yeah. Dean. Uh, Cam goes, is Dean a gambler? Uh, a little bit. I love what, to gamble. What do you but, do? Uh, well, I do a lot of sports gambling. I love betting on games. What do you bet uh, on most? Do you, you bet on the Canucks or what do you do? Uh, football, I've been doing a lot. I love okay. golf. I love betting on a golf weekend. Oh. You go on, yeah, you go on the website and you pick your fantasy golfers and, yeah. and you do that. If it's casino, I like blackjack and craps. Yeah, and then on the bus, I don't know if anybody's familiar with left, center, right, LCR, the dice game. Uh, it's, it's an awesome dice game and we get... Uh, all the guys, uh, the band and the crew playing this dice game. On nice. the, on, it's a fun one. It's what's easy. The most, what's the most you won? What's the most you lost? Oh, I would say Anything the big? most I've won. No, a couple hundred bucks here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't have that, uh, that high. Oh, dude. High risk. Uh, I'm the same way, man. Like if I, you know, if I win 500, I'd be like, yeah. But if I lost 500, I'd be like, Fuck. like yeah all these other things i could have done with that money instead you know totally yeah, yeah. it was the other day where the football schedule lined up that if i don't see if it's the las vegas raiders versus the chargers if they ended in a tie the pittsburgh steelers didn't make it into the playoffs so i put five bucks on a tie and it paid 65 bucks if they tied and they ended up tying nice i was like oh <laughs> yes. so that was that was a big win for me 65 bucks I was happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right sarah goes uh and I, I like this question which theory song do you wish was released as a single oh it's funny because like santa monica was really big in canada and has grown quite big in the states too but it was never really released as a single in america so oh. i would have to say i would love santa monica to be properly released in america that's that's crazy don't they normally release that at the same time like how did that happen yeah it was there was a disagreement between our canadian label and our american label where the canadian label was passionate about santa monica and american label was passionate about uh i'm trying to remember what the song was hello lonely i think they wanted oh. hello lonely as a single so they, i think they released hello lonely and 
didn't do Santa Monica and still it's one of the biggest songs on our live oh. show. It, it has a great crowd uh, response. Yeah. And the sing along parts and all that kind of shit. Yeah. It's a huge song. Yeah. Um, Glenn goes, uh, who are some of your base heroes? Oh man. Well, Duff McKagan is one of my faves. Yeah. Um, Have you met him? I love kind of <laughs> when we were recording, uh, I want to say gasoline, uh, Velvet Revolver was record or jamming next to us. So we were doing all our pre-production oh. and it was a pretty cool. Cause we had Velvet Revolver on one side. We had Dio on the other side and like we would stop for a bit and we would hear like a GNR song blaring on one side or we'd hear a Dio song coming. <laughs> I remember uh, Dio was playing one song. We all ran into the bathroom when we had our ears up against the bathroom wall listening. <laughs> nice. That was awesome. But yeah, no, we were in the same lunchroom. So I think I was getting a glass of water and yeah. Duff came in and just said, hey, how's it going? Good. Small talk. And that was that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Who else? Who yeah. else do you like? Uh, I, I love everything that John Entwistle did with The Who. Yeah. It's, uh, I love listening to all his parts. Yeah. Massive. Of course, Clifford. John Paul Jones, of course, would be up there, yeah. I would think. John Paul right? Jones. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you get into that stuff he did with... Uh, uh, Dave Grohl them, and uh, yeah, them crooked vultures and Josh. Yeah, yeah, I listened to a bunch of it, but yeah, it, it was good. I liked it, but yeah. never really got too heavy into it. Yeah. All right, let's get outside of music for a sec here, Dean, and uh, and kind of get to know you a little bit more here. What what are you what are you binge watching lately? What are the shows you can't get enough of? Well, what I just finished Dope Sick. Which and, what, uh, what's that? It, so that's it's all about uh, Purdue Pharma, the OxyContin. Uh, crisis in the states so it's all based on real events and stuff but it it is acted so it's michael keaton and oh, Sarah Dawson. I, it's on netflix right now dope sick yeah uh it's on disney plus i think oh, is it through, through I, think stars. I think i've seen it yeah it's good it's it's so good it's so good and and it it really ties in with our song rx which was written for the opioid epidemic that happened and to to, to see how this show portrays it um, and then remembering all the fans that would come up to us and tell us their stories with their loved ones that had passed away from overdoses or themselves struggling with it. It really hit home and it was emotional for me to watch that. So Dope Sick, I can't recommend it enough. I finished mm -hmm. Yellowstone, which is yeah. really good. Yeah, <laughs> Great series. And then Succession, me and Stacy watched yeah. Succession together. Yeah, uh, I'm a little bit more of a night owl now. Stacy goes to bed super early, so yeah, I, same, uh, same for I, my wife. Same thing. She's like eight eight thirty nine o'clock. She's in bed. I'm yeah, like, well, I guess I got three or four hours on my own here now. That's right. Yeah, so I take advantage, and I, that's when I binge watch stuff. Yeah, did you yeah. get into the the superhero movies and the series and all that? Flash and yeah. I can. I tried, and uh, no, I I can't do it. I uh, not into I it. Got a bunch of school buddies, and you know their their dads of boys. Like I got two girls, so I, it's not big in in my household. Yeah. Um, but they, all the 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 boy dads are all talking Marvel stuff, and I I'm lost. I don't get it. I know. <laughs> but over the holidays, we as family, we just binged the whole uh, Harry Potter series. Oh yeah. We had never watched any of that before. Yeah, those are great. So how old how old are your kids now? They're now they're soon to be eleven and thirteen. Okay, so you're just a couple past me. I'm at I'm at the eleven and nine right now, and uh, we did the same thing. Man, we but we binged through 
the Harry Potter. We also put them through the Lord of the Rings, which oh. probably wasn't the yeah. best parenting that I've done. <laughs> I've contemplated it, and I, I think that, like, my youngest one is pretty, pretty wheezy when it comes to anything semi-scary or. <laughs> So yeah, she's not ready for that yet. Yeah. Uh, like we get to like the huge battle parts and like, yeah, probably too young for this, but we're already in now. So why yeah. can't stop it now? Hey, yeah. what's the, what's the worst job you've had? Worst job. I've been lucky. Like I always liked my jobs. Yeah. Um, I, I stuck with my jobs too. I wasn't one of those guys that jumped jobs. Yeah. So I really haven't had a lot of jobs because I stuck with them for so long. Um, well, and you've been making rock for like yeah, better part of two and a bit decades, man. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, I job. worked in the auto body shop, just kind of hanging out with the guys, driving cars back and forth and doing shop job, like sweeping and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. So that, that kind of stunk. Yeah. What, what's your uh, favorite sport to play? Uh, I still enjoy going out and play hockey. Yeah. And you guys have done yeah. some cool stuff with that, right? Like I've seen, you know, years ago now, but I've seen you guys posting stuff that you're like playing with actual NHL players and shit like that. There, there's been some pretty cool moments for that for, for you guys. Hey. Yeah. The Juno awards every year when before the pandemic, they did the, the Juno cup. So every city that the Junos were in would get their, the hockey team's alumni and other hockey players. And they would play against us musicians so we've had a couple of those times. Uh, there's a Who rock you played stage. against. Oh man, the first the first game we were in Ottawa, and I remember taking a pass, looking up, and I was one on one against Paul Coffey. <laughs> I was like, nice. oh, okay, well, something like, changed. Really? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember who it was that Dave uh, Brenner was saying. He goes, "Yeah, man, like I took a face off and I looked up, and it's it was Kurt Muller." Kirk Muller, that's right. Yeah, Kirk Muller. Holy yeah. crap! It's freaking Kirk Muller. I'm taking a face off against here. Yeah, he won the face off too. Amazing. And then we talked to him. At, we had there was like a happy hour afterwards, and Dave's like, "So, did, were you trying?" He's like, "Well, I wasn't trying like stand a cup playoffs, but yeah, yeah, I was trying." Yeah, I don't want to just. I don't want to lose <laughs> to some rock and roll guy. Like, give me a break, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, Dean. I'm going to wrap it up here with one last question. Sure. And I'm hoping you got a story. If not, that's cool. But uh, share a near death story with us. A near like, death. Like you're like, holy crap, I could have died there. Yeah. So my last job before the band was Canadian Springs Water. Uh, and we did a summer retreat where we went white water rafting Oof. up uh, up near Cash Creek, I think it was. And then uh, me and Stacy went up. Um. And our raft capsized and I got pulled out under into the, the whitewater. And I mean, I don't know how long I was really down there. It was probably sure feels like a long time though. Right. Yeah. It was probably, you know, 20, 30 seconds, but it felt like two minutes and I was getting tossed underneath the water. I finally popped back up and didn't know where Stacy was. So my first thought is where is Stacy? Yeah. And yeah, we got yanked to the shore and, shaking <laughs> after that one and uh, had to crack a couple of beers just to, yeah. just to calm down a little bit after that chill one. those nerves a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah i would say that's probably the closest to death that i've yeah I've you know, been. that's the question i've asked every single one of my guests and most people like 95 percent, have a story man like most people have had a brush with death 
Yeah. 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 I think water would be a terrible way to go. Oh, that and fire. Yeah. Fire both water. ways, no. man. That'd be terrible. <laughs> totally. So, so what's the rest of uh, 2022 looking like for you guys? You're pretty close to getting on tour. Do you think that you're mentioning, you know, going into studio possibly, would that mean that we'd have a new theory album this year? Or is that like for next year? This, this is sort of the, the, the world that we're living with music now is that you don't really need a record anymore. You just need a, a few songs. Right. And uh, you'll eventually get the record, but we want to have, I think the goal is to have a single before the summer. Nice. So we can have like, have a so song out before the summer and get some summer touring in and keep recording and, you know, have a record ready for end of this year, I would imagine, but get some new music out as soon as possible. Beauty. It kind of, it, it really was bad timing for us, this pandemic. I mean, it was bad timing for everybody, but <laughs> our new <laughs> what record. What a shit timing for a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> it can't, like, it, we started our Canadian tour on the release of our latest record, which was January 31st of 2020. Oh. And then, and then everything shut down and we, we finished the Canadian tour. We got home on, on, it was the leap year. So February 29th, we came home and uh, our first single history of violence was number one in the States. And then the pandemic hit and we didn't get to tour it. And then wow. we didn't get to tour the whole record. But uh, yeah, it's exciting. We want to get some new material out there, some new music and go out and hit the road and support it. Go see yeah. all the fans. Right on, dude. Right on. Well, uh, you are at theory underscore Dean on Instagram. Am, Is there yeah. still that, that fake Dean account? Do you know? I, had, I think I got taken care of. <laughs> there was somebody <laughs> uh, impostering. You know you made it when, right? Like, what in the fuck? The guy have fucking more than I do. How's that? What the Yeah, what? seriously. Yeah, they had way like, more followers than me. I'm like, okay, maybe we can swap, right. swap uh, accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want my account? I'll grab yours. All yeah. right, Dean, I'm going to wrap it up, man. Have a great night. Say hi to the boys. And, uh, Appreciate I guess it, we'll... The boys say hi, too. I told them that I was going to be jumping on. Nice. Say nice. Say hi. Okay, cool. Well, we'll see you online and, uh, and, uh, and, and hopefully soon for a beer or something. Yeah, buddy. Appreciate it. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca. Attention, fans of fairy tales that are magical, hilarious, and grim. The award-winning Pinna Original Podcast Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest has new episodes out now. While you've probably heard of the Brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children, and in Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real, weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim to grimmer to grimmest, so there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. <laughs>